0: You're listening to All of a Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Vanessa Diaz. This is episode 407.5, airing on March 31st, end of the month. Uh, Once again, that happened. Uh, Today, I'm going to tell you about some books that you're probably going to want to have snacks that they're ready for because they do combine food with one of my favorite topics, magic. So books and magic. I'm reading or talking about these books, I should say, because I am rereading a kind of seminal work of magical realism that also involves food. It is one of my favorite books of all time. That book is Con para Chocolate the English title, of which is Like Water for Chocolate by Laura Esquivel. I'm reading that as prep for a project that I've been working on kind of behind the scenes. It's our premium newsletter, The Deep Dive. We've probably heard about it because we've been talking about it across several different platforms. I'll put a link in the show notes for you to learn more about that if you like. But it is a really fun project in which you're going to get to hear from the folks at Book Riot, you know, bookish experts about topics that are either really near and dear to us that we're just really passionate or interested in. We're going to get to kind of stretch our legs here and, and just go on little bit about some topics in a much like deeper way than we have you know traditionally been able to and so it's, it's going to be a lot of fun but before I rant and rave about this book and why I love it so much let's go ahead and hear from our sponsor So, like, I, wa- like I, wa- I was full Spanglish in action here. <laughs> Como agua para chocolate, like water for chocolate, is one of my favorite books. It is about a woman named Dita whose lot in life has been made very clear to her since she was a child. And that is that as the youngest of several daughters, I think three, three or four daughters, I'm misremembering this part. But anyway, she's the youngest for sure. And so her lot in life is going to be to take care of her mother. She's not allowed to fall in love, have kids, get married, no side pieces, nothing. Like, this is what she is supposed to do. Her mother, Mama Elena, is a very overbearing character. She kind of rules her household with an iron fist. And there's, you know, complexities to her character for sure. So I don't want to, you know, make light of those. But she makes it very clear at every point that, like, Dita should not aspire to do anything but be the person who helps her run this household and take care of her for the rest of her life. So, of course, Dita falls in love with a man named Pedro, who comes and asks for her hand because he's equally smitten with her. And when he asks Mama Elena, of course, she's like, yeah, no, shuts that ish down, but quick. But says, hey, I have this other daughter. I suggest you marry her instead. And Pedro agrees, because in his mind, as he puts it, it, is at least means that he'll get to be in close proximity to Tita. And as you can imagine, this plan has flaws. <laughs> but the part that relates to the books and about magic and food is that Dita is the family cook. She's a wonderful cook. This book is actually told as a series of recipe installments, like over months, which is one of my favorite elements of the structure. But she finds very quickly that her emotions, especially like the really heightened ones, make it into the food that she prepares and are then felt by those who consume it. And that gets real interesting (laughs) when the emotion that you were feeling at the time was, say, really intense anger or lust (laughs) so it's oh it's such a beautiful book i love it so much in so many ways it's actually a very quick read it's a small little book but it just really packs a punch and had me chasing that like okay i want to read more about books that have food especially food that's tied to like a specific culture that's really important and then that bit of either you know magic or magical realism and that's definitely the theme of the two books i'm going to talk to you about next that first one is Love Sugar Magic by Ana Meriano. It is illustrated by Mireille Ortega. And that's actually, now I think about it, the name of the series. The book itself, the first one anyway, is called A Dash of Trouble. It is about a young girl. She is not quite a teenager, not quite a child. I want to say she's in that, like, you know, tween, preteen stage. Her name is Leonora, goes by Leo, and her family owns this beloved bakery in their community in Texas. That bakery whips up all kinds of wonderful, you know, cakes, cookies, concoctions, etc. But their big event that's really important to them and they look forward to and prepare for every year is the annual Dia de los Muertos Festival. So, yes, all my bells are ringing. (laughs) Love this so much. And Leo is in the tough spot because she, again, as a tween, is very much like, stop treating me like a baby. I'm, you know, I was gonna say a big girl now, although that sounds kind of <laughs> infantilizing. But she really wants to have, you know, play a bigger role in helping her family prepare for this festival. But this year, like every other year before that, they're like, mm, not quite yet. You're too young. And of course, that's not the answer that Leo is looking for. So one day she decides to skip school. She sneaks out, sneaks into the bakery where the preparations, you know, have begun. And she discovers that the women in her family have been hiding a little secret. And that secret is that they are brujas. They are, you know, witches of Mexican descent. And a little bit of their magic gets put into everything that they bake. So of course, she wants in on this and she's like, OK, she has so many questions. You know, do I have these powers, too? When do I get these powers? When do I get to use these powers? That sort of thing. And she decides she's going to do a little, you know, experiment that like, you know, how harmful could this be? Because she has a bestie at school who's like going through a thing. She's like, I'm going to test this out, try my hands at a little spell and make things right for her. And it does not go according to plan. So you get to watch as Leo tries to, you know, undo the mess that she's made, but also, you know, come to terms with everything that she's now learned about her family. And she doesn't want to let them know about the things that she's done, even though that would probably be the easier, you know, route to go. But it's just a whole thing of watching somebody, again, come to terms with who they are, trying to assert themselves and their individuality and figure out life at that kind of complicated age and in the story is just bursting with you know magic and oh the name of the bakery is amor y azúcar which is you know not important but i just love it it means like love and sugar and i love that we get to see this magic this food but that is so specifically tied to this mexican tradition of making pan dulce which is a, a pastry it's a type of pastry but or category, I guess, because it really embodies this whole world of pastries that all fall under this, you know, headline of Mexican pan dulce, sweet bread. You often eat it with, like, breakfast. You dip it in, like, coffee and Mexican hot chocolate and it's just so nice to see those things on a page I feel like we could start a drinking game at this point about like take a sip of something every time Vanessa says she wishes she could give a book to her child self and like here I am again take that sip <laughs> because it's just oh it would have been so nice to see something like that to see pan dulce, to see my Mexican culture reflected on the page with that little touch of brujería it's just so so sweet I haven't read the other two books in the series and I'm newly very excited to go ahead and do that might do so on the plane that I am that I am. getting on this afternoon. So if you want a bit of a a warm hug of a read, you know a young reader in your life, this would be perfect for all of that. Again, that is the Love Sugar Magic series, the first of which is A Dash of Trouble by Ana Meriano, illustrated by Mirel Ortega. The second book is another one of my recent favorites. It came out, I think, in twenty. I think the paperback, at least, this might actually be a paperback original, but it, that, if so, it came out in like 2019 or so. And that is Natalie Tan's Book of Luck and Fortune by Roselle Lim. Another, as you know, the theme of this book, a book that combines magic and food, but in a slightly different way. So our main character, Natalie Tan, comes home when she finds out that her mother has, I believe, passed away. It's been obviously a few years since I read this, but the women had not spoken. So yeah, she did pass away. I just remember that you know, you come come on this journey with me um she comes back because her mother has passed and it is bittersweet because well of course it's just bitter for for most of the reasons because she hasn't had a relationship with her mother for several years they stopped speaking because her mother did not support her chosen career to go on and be a chef And when she comes back to the neighborhood she grew up in, which is San Francisco's Chinatown, she is pretty shocked to discover how much it's changed, namely that, you know, lots of local kind of small businesses have have failed and for people have been forced to move out of the communities that, you know, they've been in for their whole lives. And she also gets another little surprise upon returning, and that is that she inherited her grandmother's restaurant, which I believe had been shuttered for like a little bit. So then a little bit of magic seeps in here. The neighborhood like psychic or seer reads the restaurant's fortune in like tea leaves and essentially tells Natalie, okay, the way you're going to, you know, fix some of the problems that have just been heaped on your plate is to cook these three, three, four, I think three specific dishes from her grandmother's like cookbook recipe collection etc and that is going to help her struggling neighbors and that is what she has to do in order for like the restaurant that she's now inherited to be a success and natalie is not particularly keen on this plan because she looks at all those neighbors with not such a generous eye she's like they left me alone when i really needed them and i was You know, my my lot in life at that time was to take care of my mom when I was, you know, growing up. I wasn't even, you know, an adult yet. So, like, why do I want to help these people? But, you know, again, this neighborhood here is like, well, that's what you're going to have to do. So figure it out. <laughs> so she, you know, essentially goes on this mission with the you know, help of some friends, maybe a little romantic side plot as well. And, you know, starts to realize that maybe her preconceptions or her, her perception, not just preconceptions, of these people is maybe not 100% accurate. And there may be more there than meets the eye. This book for sure is going to make you very, very hungry. The recipes are, ooh, many and, and. Just delicious. Like, I'm so thankful that I live in a place where I have, like, decent access to some pretty good, um, Asian American food or Asian food, I should say, because wow, just the salivation <laughs> is very real. And it's such a touching story about having to look back on, you know, your relationship with a person in your life that you had a complicated dynamic with. And, and really a thing that I'm starting to think about a lot as an adult now is, understanding my elders in a much different way now that I too am, you know, a full blown adult. People aren't perfect and, you know, obviously you're completely entitled to feel emotions when those relationships don't go the way that you want them to. But sometimes we learn about people later in a way that at least allows us to give people some grace. And that is really the message of this book. It was so touching, so wonderful. And again, like just just have the food. Have the have the food ready. <laughs> Prep it ahead of time. Order some takeout. Do something. It is So delectable and like lush in its descriptions of the food, which, yeah, I really enjoyed. So again, that is Natalie Tan's book of luck and fortune by Roselle Lim. So those are the books I wanted to tell you about today. We are so lucky that there are so many books out nowadays that combine magic and food. So there is you know, plenty more to go around. I originally had a much larger list and decided to keep it to two because we all know how I like to go on and on about <laughs> these sorts of things. But I hope that you'll pick them up and discover a little bit. Definitely go back and read *Con para chocolate. There's also an adaptation that you can watch that I do remember enjoying when I saw it years ago. There's just so much uh, escapism to be had. And also, you know, you may just, you know, sharpen up your little chefing skills, too, (laughs) because all of these things definitely made me want to cook up a storm. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much to today's sponsors. Thank you almost most of all to our audio editor, Jen Singh, who always does such a phenomenal job of making us sound great. For more recs or general bookishness, make sure to check out bookriot.com. And don't forget to check out all of our podcast offerings at bookriot.com slash listen. Or you can of course just search book riot on your podcast player of choice. You can find a list of all the books I mentioned today, plus a little bit of extra bit about the deep dive newsletter at our show notes. And you can do that by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. And of course, if you're a fan of all the books and all the backlist and you want to show us a little love, please consider leaving a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you rate podcasts. We really appreciate those reviews because they help other book lovers like you to find our shows. And lastly, if you want to find me, I'm mostly on Instagram these days at Buenos Dias SD, where I generally post pictures and or uh, stories of either my niece and nephew, occasionally books, occasionally food, because again, we've established food and books is where it's at. (laughs) Thank you again for listening. And until next time, happy reading and eating.